The Grow My Cleaning Company podcast helps owners of cleaning companies just like you to grow your company and yourself so you can make more money and finally get the time and money freedom that probably got you into this business. Discover how to automate and create systems that allow you to grow like crazy without losing control. If you dig the show and want to show some love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It really helps. Enjoy the show. Hey, Cleaning Nation. Mike Campion here with the lovely Lindsay Bajorkland. Not <laughs> really said, but a lot more fun than how you actually say it. Um, she's actually feeling under the weather, but she loves you people so much. She put on her makeup, she put on her lovely smile, and she's here ready to kick butt and take names. So she's a little droopy. Don't judge. Be nice. Lindsay's trying. <laughs> Be nice. <laughs> So today, based on her genius idea, we are going to, and I love talking with Lindsay because she's got a lot of, she's really in touch with our clients with different, I'm always talking about the tactical stuff. And there's a lot of things that she gets that I don't get. So she, she kind of has her pulse on what y'all want. And the thing, and she's always like, okay, here's what happens to get the most value out of this month. And then we kind of just bring that to y'all. So the big thing, she, she gave me a couple. And the thing I think is going to be really effective for you is instead of trying to manage people or tell them what to do and how to do it all the time, which is exhausting and will frustrate both the person you're trying to manage and yourself. Um, and it's funny because we do this here and we just started being like, maybe we should tell other, you know, our clients how to do this and they love it. So maybe we should tell cleaning nation at large how to do this. So it's going to be a little tough. And that's why Lindsay's here. Cause I kind of do this intuitively over the last 10 years, I've just developed into this. So it doesn't seem unnatural, but Lindsay can be like, no, no, this is the weird part that you need. You know, this is the part that doesn't make sense that we need to get into. So without trying to sound too fancy, outcome-based leadership is really what we're talking about. I don't like like that word because it sounds way too show-offy and it's not that. It's not that at all. It's just going from Lindsay, I want you to do these tasks, which embedded in it is you're dumb and I'm smart. So I'm going to do all the thinking but I only have 24 hours a day and I only have two hands. So I'm going to borrow some of your hours, some of your hands to do my genius work. I guess that's fine. If I am the sole possessor of all knowledge in the universe, but since I'm not even close, and if you're not sure about that, ask my wife, she'll tell you. Yeah, ask Lindsay, screw it. Heck with my wife, Lindsay will tell you. I'm not the sole. She's like, you're not even the sole arbiter in this Zoom room, never mind the universe. <laughs> So when, and it's a painful realization, but you'll like it so much better when you realize it. When you realize everybody is always smarter than anybody, right? So you put me in a group of 10 random people, the 10 of us are always, any people, doesn't matter. The 10 of us are always going to be smarter than just me. Um, God willing, you pick core value-centered people that are actually good at a skill set that you've hired to do a job. How much more so is that group of 10 or 20 or 50 people going to be than your own dumb brain? So when I tell Lindsay, shut up, sit down and do this because I'm smart and I know everything, she's getting a paycheck and doesn't mind putting up with that kind of nonsense. She will shut up, sit down and do exactly what I told her, which is probably the 19th best idea <laughs> that could be out there. Um, if I've hired the right person, and we've done a lot of uh, podcasts on core values matches and how to hire the right people and all that. So let's just assume you've got good people. If I've hired the right people, what I can do is go, hey, Lindsay, here's the goal we're trying to reach. You know, the, the rules are the core values. I've learned to give her a budget because I'm always like, ah, it's not money. It doesn't matter. Spend whatever. <laughs> I found the employees that makes them uncomfortable. Lindsay doesn't like that. Yeah. So she's like, exactly. I don't know what that means, dude. <laughs> uh, it means I trust you. But the short version is some sort of budget. It doesn't have to be spot mm -hmm. on. But usually I'm like, is this a $100 problem, a $1,000 problem, you know, $10,000 problem? Like, what, what are we talking here? Mm -hmm. um, and by golly, 
I found nine times out of eight, Lindsay will come up with a better idea than I will, or she'll come up with an idea that I don't love, but that idea allows me to go, oh, do this. And I get a tweak that I could have never come up with without, you know what I'm saying? Like just mm-hmm. the synergy is so much better. So all that to say, and I'm going to kind of turn over to Lindsay because yeah. she's experienced this. So I'm just yapping. We want to move from do this job, do what I tell you to do to create this outcome following these rules. And we've even done it in such a way where Lindsay's title, when she first came, I think we hired her from a company called Get a Great Assistant. Shout out. They're great. Lindsay's great. Uh, I wouldn't call her an assistant anymore. Although she is. She's assistant <laughs> to everybody. On the, she's the worst because she assists everybody. Every Like, who's your boss, Lindsay? Like, everybody. The clients, every freaking... My, probably my husband, <laughs> my cats. I don't know. Lindsay, Lindsay needs to find somebody. Oh, no, you've got a team. So I guess you are the boss of people. You find the more people that you're in charge of, the more people are in charge of you. Um, so, yeah. Uh, anyway. So... We move from kind of assistant, which isn't really helpful because I guess that means I can't do this. I need assistance in this Lindsay do this, which isn't wildly helpful to her. Um, And some of the things I could ask her with, she'd be good at and some not and some she'd like and some not. Then we move to customer happiness manager, which is a lot closer. And because then it was really like, because even me, like because Lindsay's so talented, it's easy to give her stuff and be like, Lindsay will take care of it because she's so loyal. She'll take care of it. Does that mean as part of her job description that's fair and she should be working on it? Sometimes. Sometimes not, but when she's an assistant, it's like, what can she say? Like, well, I guess I'm a, I guess it's in my job description. But when we go to customer happiness manager, it's a lot easier for me to go. Oh, wait a second, that really doesn't have to do with customer happiness. It has to do with this other thing, and I'll give it to that person, or I could give it to Lindsay, and I feel guilty because I'm like, this directly affects customer happiness. And then we were kind of on the same page, and then we realized we have happy customers. What we really want is successful customers. We really want customers to get results. And if they get results, they're going to be happy. Um, but they can get they can be really happy and not get as many results as we want. So we fine-tune even further uh, to customer success manager, which I think is even more clear. So it's really easy for me. Like, is this going to help our customers succeed? If so, it's under Lindsay's purview. If it's not, it's not. So that's how I've experienced it from my end. Um, I would love to be quiet and just listen to you tell me whatever you think would be a value to clean nation on this topic. Yeah, so um, definitely have some thoughts. It's um, definitely a shift in your employees' mindset too. So it's it might take your employees like a, a little bit time to adjust to it because it's actually giving them more freedom to do their job, and it's actually really empowering because you know anyone can be an assistant, but not everyone can be. Um, a client success manager, customer success manager, or Google ads guru, like Jared is, it's a very specific job. And that actually helps. She's frozen. So let me jump in, um, to save the day, hopefully. So she, and for those of you that just listening to the podcast, her uh, face is frozen in a lovely slash embarrassing, uh, position. So definitely go check, check out the YouTube on that. So as she was saying that free freeze, um, oh. I kind of started thinking that, it really helps me as well when it comes to pay, because when it's like, what do you pay an assistant? I'm like, I don't know. Like, I have a gross feeling. I think Lindsay's probably bringing more value than we're paying her, and we should give her more money. But it's hard to just go into a meeting and be like, Lindsay, you're great, and here's a random amount of money to tell you so. Like, for a business owner, it's a little scary. Like, am I? Is this okay? Can I afford this? And I, I don't want to speak. I'll let Lindsay speak for Lindsay, but I'm guessing for her, she's like. I don't know. It's my it's just weird. Like now, am I this value? Is this somehow my? It's just a weird thing for both of us to not really be able to quantify. Mm-hmm. But I can really quantify the value our customers' personal success 
and professional success brings to our company. And then it's so much easier. So it's not as much of a referendum on Lindsay's personal value, which I would never be like, you're worth X amount of like, that's insane. But the results that you're getting our clients is worth this amount to the company and that we can kind of make this few. So just wouldn't get to get on this, but since she froze, it really is an owner makes it easier to pay. Mm. When, even let's say Lindsay's amazing. If we had cleaners, like we were in a cleaning company and she cleaned, even though she's worth much more than this to the company, if she was just cleaning, she'll work, you know, 15 bucks an hour. And that doesn't mean that's what she's worth, but that's all the tasks that she's performing is worth. So anyway, there's just a, a bonus and she's unfrozen. So I'm going to turn it back to her, but bonuses, not only does it help her and us get clear on we are when it comes to pay, it's just a lot easier for me as an owner, us as an owner to kind of say what that is. And I'm guessing it probably feels better for Lindsay to be like, yeah, like if I tell Lindsay, you're only worth 50 bucks an hour, that might hurt her feelings. If I'm like, this job that you've chosen to perform for us is only worth $50 an hour, I think she could be like, I can see that. I, that doesn't mean I'm only worth that. And no offense, guys, if you hired me to clean toilets, I'm only worth it. I get paid a lot more than that. But if I'm cleaning toilets, I'm worth the same 15 bucks. So it kind of helps not make it an identity so much as it just, yeah, that's I'm doing the job that I'm doing. And that's what it's worth. All right. Lindsay is unfrozen. We've lost <laughs> a funny frozen face, which was... Oh, boy. Delightful. So back where you left off. I'm scared. All I was saying was that... Um, it empowers when you give the outcome-based um, job, out, outcome-based description to your employee. It also helps empower them because now they have the freedom to think outside the box. They have the freedom to come up with wild ideas that they might have not have even tried to come up with before because, you know, they're like, oh, I'm just getting paid a $15 per hour job. Like, that's not really in my realm. Kind of what you said, Mike, um, it definitely like gives them more power to think of stuff that you might not have ever thought of as the owner. And it doesn't have to mean you're going to go with the thing, but it definitely gives you ideas as the owner to bounce off of. And um, I think it improves the company culture a lot too. It, I feel like we've gotten tighter as a, a company when we've kind of refined all of our roles. And now we know each person, what they're doing, what their realm is. And yeah, it's, it's tight. It's good for everyone. Not just the person you're giving the outcome-based uh, job to, if that makes sense. Cool. Yeah, that's really helpful because again, I, I know what it feels like from my perspective, and I think I can guess pretty well what it feels like from your perspective. But it's nice to hear Lindsay kind of say it in her own words. So let's give a couple examples of what that might look like. So where I find this really rearing its ugly head is a lot of people come to us with this hope of show me how to hire, and they they would have all these crazy and there's a perfect example of naming how do if i just had an operations manager then i would be free if i just had a general manager then i'd be free if i just had a supervisor we call them all sorts of crap but what is an operations man well, manage the operations what does that mean like day to day like Lindsay, begin managing operations like she's like i don't know what step one is like it's just so fuzzy um whereas i would like you to make sure our customers are successful There'd be a question like, well, what does success look like to the customers? But at least now I'd go, I don't know. Why don't you go ask? And then she, now we've got a track, but we can pretty clearly make a definition. So the biggest mistake I hear people do when it comes to staffing outside of cleaning, because we're pretty clear on a cleaner should do this. Like that's, that's an easy one is we just want this magic person to do all the things that we do. But the problem is when we're running a cleaning company, if I'm honest, because we're pretty good at knowing exactly what job descriptions are. And by the way, Lindsay said that we did a, a pretty good piece of content in the next level event that Lindsay's like, oh, that's really good. We should share. So 
if you like this, reach out, let us know. And we'll we'll uh, we'll share out. We'll we'll give you some highlights of job descriptions of who you should be hiring. What that looks like. Um, but I want you to get the thinking first. So for us, we honest to goodness, if we're doing a cleaning company, 80, 90% of what we do is probably 10 to $20 an hour work. The reason we get paid, you're like, well, I get paid more than that. I know. But the reason we get paid so well is we do a lot of different things and it's really just supply and demand. So even if I clean toilets and then I answer the phones and then I send an invoice and then I go on a sales call and then I clean rags, of all of those things, going on a sales call, if I do it well, it's really the only high paid compensating job. All the rest are $10 an hour tasks. But because I can do all of them, the number of people that can do all of those things is very low. So we end up paying some forty dollars to $60,000 quote unquote operations manager who's 90% of the time doing five or 10 or 15, you know, I say five if they're not based in the US, um, 10 or 15 or $20 an hour stuff if they're US based to do a job that's nine, but we're paying him $40,000, $50,000 a year to only really do 20 hours worth of work per week. And 80% of that's low wage because we haven't really thought through what it is we want them to do. So we talk a lot about thin slicing where it's like, this is your specific job. And you can get a company for 200 bucks a month to answer your phone. And no offense, they're going to be better than you doing it because that's all they do. They've got 50 reps that you can train and say, do exactly this. And that's all they do. And if one rep quits, there's another one right there and they can be available 24 seven. You can't, you have to sleep. So as opposed to you doing it or paying a receptionist two, three grand a month, just sit by the phone, which is insane because you only need a receptionist an hour and a half a month or whatever the case may be easy peasy. So the big problem is when people want to hire someone, they don't want to do the work. And it's not that much work. We're just thinking through what is it I really want done, right? So the lazy man is Lindsay, be my assistant. Like, what does that mean? Assist me in whatever I need. Well, that's not setting Lindsay up for success. And it's not setting me up for success. So one of two things is going to happen. Lindsay's probably going to fail because I've given her no parameters over what skill set she needs because I don't know what the heck I'm going to ask her to do. And if she fails and I'm constantly like, I tried to hire a general manager, no one can do it. You know, Of course, no one can do it. I'm doing 71 different things and I don't tell her what it is. I'm like, I'm not going to tell you what to do or what you need to be good at, but I'm going to hire you. And when you're not good at it, I'm going to fire you. Or leave Plan her out. What's yeah. that? Or it's going to lead to burnout. That person could get burnt out. That's the second. Well, that that was the first. Lindsay, oh, sorry, because Lindsay's so good, and she's like, I would just figure it out. What she did and does. <laughs> so that's going to happen eighty five percent of the time. Fifteen percent of the time, you're going to get a Lindsay who's like, okay, boss, and she can do all of those things. But the problem is, there's an infinite list of crap she can do, and because she's great, I just give her more crap, and because she's sweet and doesn't have boundaries. She just keeps doing more crap until her husband or pe people that love her in her life finally go, you can't, this is insane. You're, we don't even like you anymore. You're a miserable human. You've got to quit. And she, two years after six months after she should have quit, she finally quits and goes, I can't, I'm, I'm miserable. Um, not neither good outcomes. So before you hire, I guess the whole crux of it, I'm going to let Lindsay close this out is Start with the end in mind, which I hate mm. to say that because everyone's like, I've heard it a thousand times and you have, but until you do, you know, you can be like, I know not to eat sugar if I'm still fat. <laughs> well, I might need to hear it again or need to do something different. So when it comes to, I think the end in mind that we want is I don't want to do anything. And I want some magic person to do everything. Okay. Well, let's really think that through. How many people do you think are qualified to do everything that you do for very little money? Right. Cause even if you're only running a, you know, two, three, four hundred thousand dollar cleaning company, the whole profit might be 50 to a hundred grand. And that's the range of the person that you're going to want to hire. So it's like, now what do we do? 
So they can give away all the money. And even then, let's say I do give Lindsay the job. And again, 85% chance she's going to fail because I haven't, I set her up for failure. I didn't tell her what she needed to do. I don't know the skill set. So how do I qualify? We're probably going to fail. Let's just say the one fifteen percent we succeed and I get her for 15 months before she realizes I'm miserable and I can't do this and quits. Well, when she quits now, what? I'm back at square freaking zero. And when she was here, I was making no money because I had her for the bulk of the profit because she's running the freaking business. And eventually at some point she might go, well, he's not even bringing anything to the. Why do I need him? If I want all this headache, I'll just run my own dagger. And I don't want, so I'll just quit. Like <laughs> The whole thing's a mess. So even if you start with the end of mind, I want to be free. It's like, okay, well, if you just put all the work that you're doing on another human, you're only free as long as that human doesn't get sick, get COVID, quit, get pregnant, move, mm-hmm. get a better job. There's a thousand things going to happen, right? Or even if they don't quit, they're just like, I need two weeks off. Oh, well, now you're not free that two weeks, <laughs> right? And I'll tell you what starts happening. They, the people aren't stupid. They get the idea like, you need me way more than I need you. And they start treating you pretty crappy and they start dictating the rules. And because you need them, you start, okay, boss, what, oh, you know, I don't want to piss off Lindsay, she'll leave. And Lindsay's, and it's a nasty circle because <laughs> Lindsay's a good person. But even Lindsay starts going, well, I'm not, I may be dumb, but I'm not stupid. Like, I'm not going to do this and I'm not going to. And, and it just kind of chisels until she does the bare minimum for me not to fire her, you know, miserable. And I tolerate the bare, and, and she puts up with a bunch of stuff. Where I'm not going to quite fire her, but she never does yeah. any really good where I can grow sucks. So it all starts from not being clear on what we want. If we're really clear on, I want this thing to really run without me, we got to thin slice it, right? If it's dependent on Lindsay, even if Lindsay's a 12 out of 10, and those are hard to find and even harder to keep, and you got to pay him too much money and the business won't sustain it. Um, I'm still depending on Lindsay, right? We need yeah. to get a system where Lindsay just does this one thing and there's other people that come in. That, that one thing is customer success. And here's the beautiful thing. God forbid Lindsay quits or does something else, or if she does, hopefully she gets an amazing opportunity and we're all excited for her. Because her job's really clear, the whole business doesn't shut down because everything doesn't run through her. She's got a team of people that if something happens, they can just handle it. She goes on vacation periodically and it's zero stress on the rest of them. Well, probably on her team, it's a little bit, but on people not on her team, we don't even, I mean, I don't want to say we don't notice, like we don't love having her, but it's fine. So that's because we start with the outcome in mind and we move from virtual assistant which is really difficult to customer happiness which is pretty good to customer success so when you hire somebody you want and guess how much accounting Lindsay does none maybe she's good at it i don't know i'll never know because that's not (laughs) she'd give me the no which would have been my guess um you know how much advertising she does none you know how much mindset coaching she does none you know how much tactical code, none because she and some of those things she might be okay at some of those things she might be terrible at probably doesn't love any of them but when she can really focus on all my only job is to make the customer successful she can be great at that mm-hmm. so the, if we just went you're an assistant help me with everything we're setting up to fail if we're like you have one job that's to make the customers happy and then we came up together i believe with here's well, what is what defines a happy customer um, she got standards around those. And guess what? Her pay is tied to that. So there is no like, Lindsay, I believe you're worth this much. We both believe this outcome is worth this amount. And she knows if I get this outcome, I get this amount of And this has nothing to do with her identity or how I love her and care about her. And hopefully she feels fairly compensated. And it just moves away from me going, well, we're paying you X amount. I feel like you're kind of better. You're going to quit if I don't give you a, So here's Y amount. <laughs> that's just a weird like and Lindsay's like thank you I, it's just a weird thing as opposed to yeah here's the standard here's the result here's what the result is worth and then kind of the value is based on the result not Lindsay so Lindsay doesn't have any identity issues about her worth all right 
that's everything I know. Lindsay, wrap us up with everything I've missed or things that would fill in and, and bring some value to Clean Nation. We'll call it a day. Yeah, one little tactical piece, because a lot of people I've met in Clean Nation are like, that sounds all good, but how do I implement it? I just tell people, make a list of all those things that you want to get off your plate. And you're going to see themes. You're going to see client success. You're going to see accounting. You're going to, it'll help you organize your mind. So just wanted to throw that out there. And um, yeah, that's all I had. That, you summed up everything, Mike. No, that was so good. Let me just put a couple legs under that because that was so good. And I don't want people to feel like, ah, oh, Lindsay said the magic thing at the very end. And then, <laughs> and then like, I feel like we kind of waited. To, that's such a, such a big piece. So Lindsay's exactly right. And again, this does require an hour or two of really deep thought, which sucks. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't say it sucks, but we're not used to it. It's like working out and you haven't worked out. You go to the gym. It's really difficult. Once you've done it a while, you just get used to it. So spoiler alert, if you're really going to get paid, that deep thought is what we really get paid for. So, and it's not being a monk for six months, just meditating all day. It's literally an hour or two of really thinking clearly on something. So just like Lindsay said, if you start listing all the things, not just come up with like over a week, like write down everything you do, it takes a yeah. little just really probably two weeks because every week's not the same. Just like Lindsay said, they're going to start, if you've got any sort of brain cells, they're going to start kind of clumping together in logical stuff. Well, I have to call people for money. I have to write bills. I have to send invoices. I have to pay bills. I have to, okay, these are all kind of accounting generally type things, right? Mm -hmm. I've got to do rags. I've got to get the supplies ready. I've got to make sure stuff's clean. These are all kind of cleaning based things, right? I've got to schedule the cleaners. Well, I'll be honest with you, that doesn't really clump up with anything. That's just its own thing, right? So you start making this list, what feels like an infinite amount of I'm always working comes down to like 13 tasks, like just not that many. And we get those 13, it might clump up into like two or three different like accounting is kind of one, sales kind of one, making crap happens kind of one. Maybe that's two, like scheduling on one and, you know, customer happiness is another one. And the cool thing is you'll go, well, gee, many Christmas is four jobs. If they each get paid 50,000, it's 200 grand a year. I only got a $300,000 business. You know, this is not going to work. Mm -hmm. Thin slice, baby. So we have lots of people, just like I talked about, answering the phones. That could be a $36,000 a year receptionist. It could also be a $200 a month contract company that we pay for, right? Doing rags. You could pay a, a cleaner a couple hundred bucks a month to do them, or you could just pay a service more than a couple hundred bucks to do it. But you don't have to pay, like, I'm going to buy a washing machine. I'm going to have to pay a 40-hour guy to do rags. Or the same with a scheduler, right? You all know as well as I do, scheduling might take zero to one hours a day. So call it two and a half hours a week. Well, you don't want a 40-hour. And what happens is I'll have Lindsay do it. I'll have Lindsay do it. I'll have Lindsay. We just pack on 19 little two-hour jobs. Just hire 19 people, right? And the scheduler might be able to do um some of the other thing you know you kind of cross train on stuff so what that looks like is put a list of everything you actually do bunch them up into three or four natural things and then hire people and if you just need someone for two or three hours a week then just hire someone for two or three hours a week all right um clean nation hopefully that was super helpful we do zero advertising we have no asks on this thing we don't sell you anything um the only thing we ask is if you're getting value and you want to share the love and pass on the karma with other owners who desperately need some help that's all we can ask of you. Give us a five-star review on uh, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen. So that's all we ask. We'll do everything else. That's that. Uh, if you want more, go to growmycleaningcompany.com. That's where all our free stuff is. There's a 15,000 member Facebook group. We've got almost 900 podcasts. Um, the best, best, best 40 minutes of training we have in the whole wide world of everything we've done over the last seven years is free. Available right now, growmycleaningcompany.com. Check it out now. Well, here we are at the end of the podcast and you made it. Great job. Uh, I've got a little bonus for you before for sticking through with me, but like I mentioned before, if you got value out of this podcast and you want to show a little love, subscribe, rate, and review on it.
iTunes, Spotify, wherever the heck you're listening to this thing, share it with a friend, share the love. And as a special thank you for those of you that stuck with me in the end, how about I give you my personal phone number so we can text? It's a great way for me to get to know you, your business, your goals personally. So shoot me a text now, 602-932-6431. 602-932-6431. I am the only one who responds to these texts and I will personally respond to everyone I possibly can as long as uh, this number is manned. Uh, don't know how long we're going to keep this at the end of the podcast, so grab it now. 602-932-6431. Give me a text. Say hey. Can't wait to meet you.